And we've got two of the best to ever do it, Hollywood Leon. We've got Drew Jones. What's up, you guys? Let's have a conversation about Drag Race season number 13. How are each of you feeling about the season? Um, and how are you feeling just in life? Pandemic year, a great year to watch Drag Race because it did give a lot of joy, in my opinion. It was definitely a light at the end of a very dark tunnel that was this pandemic. But I'm doing well, and I'm really ex- I'm very happy with this season overall. I think. Good. Hi guys, uh, so glad to be back with both of you. Love you guys so much. Um, Drag Race was, yes, a light at the end of the tunnel. I took it very, very seriously. Like, <laughs> I didn't even watch the finale and someone spoiled it for me, TikTok, and it literally ruined my entire night because like, that's how much I like look forward to every Friday. But trust me, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I try to explain to people outside of this world that, you know, I think Monique Hart said years ago, it's the gay Super Bowl. And people just don't understand, like, don't call me on Friday. <laughs> like, I need to be watching. I need to be taking notes. Like, it's a big deal. Um, so I like the season. I w- Real quick, I want to ask you guys a question before we even get to season 13. Uh, but of course, support Hollywood Lee, and he's got a podcast called Everyone is Terrible. And 2020 was the year to showcase everyone was terrible. Uh, Drew Jones, of course, she's got a red carpet demo that I have seen that I've tweeted about. She is phenomenal. And all I can say is she's got big things coming up. So my first question. um, Oh, and another big shout out to our uh, colleagues. Uh, We've got Drag Race TV LA with Mark, Jackie, Tez, Jayla and Ollie. Uh, I've been a guest on their show a bunch of times and they're tons of fun. So if you want a full episode recap of season 13 that's the place to go but right now it is all about us cuties question to you guys what did you feel about coming into season 13 post season 12 because season 12 had so much going on season 12 had obviously we're still in the pandemic but it was the beginning of that and I can't imagine being a contestant in season 12 feeling like I'm going to spend all this money on drag race I'm going to get the payoff I'm going to get to be in the clubs I'm going to get to get my booking fees and they didn't. So season 12 had that odd, interesting uh, issue, but it also had the really dark issue, which we, we need not mention SP. But the point is, what did you guys think that season 12 kind of went through a bunch of uh, hurdles and season 13 felt so good? That's how I took it. Did you guys also feel the same way? Yeah, because like I, so season 12, I was obsessed with Jada. Like I loved her. Mm. that she won. Um, and I, I do feel like she got the like short end of the stick. She didn't get to, you know, really enjoy her her crown crowning year and i'm happy that they figured out season 13 in a way that like it was enjoyable for everyone and like you know uh even like the finale and stuff like i really enjoyed as far as like there's still being kind of an audience even though it was different but i do feel like 12 was definitely sort of ripped off and it's funny because when you when you mentioned them it took me a second to think about like i was like drama was season 12 like because it just didn't feel yeah season 12 almost doesn't feel like it counts because it was so, <laughs> like we didn't get to interact with them the way we have with other seasons yeah true. yeah season 13 definitely got the better end of the stick i feel bad for all the queens in season 12 it just wasn't exciting you know especially like that the finale at home like come on like it just it just did not work but they made the best of it but it just even season 13 suffered a little bit with the distancing with the judges and stuff. I don't know. It just, I'm really, really anxious for all this to be over. Um, I really hope that season 12 
they do get the opportunity to showcase uh, promo wise afterwards and kind of reap the benefits of the fame and stuff. But sadly, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work out for everybody, which is the unfortunate part of COVID that we just have to deal with. Not everyone, you know, got the, yeah. got the good end of the stick. Luckily for the show and the way Rue um, kind of finds ways, the producers, of course, to like reincorporate things like to have pork chop on season after season is great to have Vanjie sort of be embarrassed in that moment season 10 being the first one to go home but then Vanjie gets a namesake out of just this odd interesting thing I hope uh going forward that when things do get better yes we we celebrate Jada like find ways to put Jada in you know multiple episodes of season 14 um so I agree yes 12 was a little rough but it was rough for everybody but hey i've been saying season 13 is luck be a lady tonight because season 13 really gave it to me i was totally um okay with the a softer season in terms of no drama i think with these reality shows you guys the real housewives everything is just so dramatic i don't always need it so i wanted to ask each of you did you like the fact that this was more of a friendly season we've seen it in the judging and we know we saw it in the judging because the edit did showcase a lot more critical you know hey try this don't try that when in reality back in the day you know seasons before it was they were meant to be sharp and they were meant to be judgy and shady. Did you guys like a warmer season? Did that feel good for you? Natural? What are your takes? Well, Candy was crazy. Candy did. Candy did not stop the drama. I feel like she was like the Nini of, you know, a drag race this season, the Kenya, you know, the messy one. I will um, not. But, I will yeah, not accept but I, that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm heavy in the paint for candy. I oh, baby. Know. I'll go. I'll go to the bedroom with candy tomorrow. Like candy is it for me, but you we'll know, talk. Candy's we'll talk. great TV. Candy's great TV. And I do have good things to say about her. Um, she was nominated most terrible uh, in one of the weeks. Of, on, <laughs> go check out his pod. pod. Yeah. Go. Everyone is terrible with Leon. But I do want to say this about RuPaul. I do love how loyal he is to Porkchop. It's a shout out every year. Oh, hey, Porkchop. And it's because she went home first mm. and he's never lost that. And I kind of like that. But I, it doesn't happen for everybody. You know, you have to be some sort of like icon, bring something to the show that no one else has. So, you know, Ru always says he doesn't play favorites, but he he, he also admits to having favorites as well. Mm. So, um, and I'm always like on board with the favorites because it's something you can't deny. Um, but as far as fighting for this season, I think Candy and uh, Tamisha really gave us really good episodes. Um, I think there could have been a little bit more, just a tiny bit more. Um, uh, of just, drama? More yeah, drama? Yeah, just to like okay. overshadow kind of all the little things that COVID did take away. Like, I don't like the bigger workroom. I don't like, it's not <laughs> as intimate anymore. You know, it just feels grander um, in the mainstream. And then now physically with the distancing and everything, no celebrities actually coming into the workroom. Just yeah. little things like that, that I've noticed. I feel like so, in a reunion, we should have got explanations on certain things like that. Like, you know, please give us the detailed, why do we do, obviously we know why of certain things of why do we do the eliminations as soon as they walked in the workroom. But like that could have been spoken about in the reunion uh, in stuff like that was not spoken about. Why do we choose the same judges? Obviously we know why, but like, let's talk about like what made sense and how to film it. Then again, they did have an episode that was all about COVID. So maybe that's sort of how they wanted to explain it. Drew, what do you think? Um, I So I'm like kind of torn because although there wasn't a lot of drama on the season, like while it was filming, 
there was a lot of shit I feel like that was happening while it was airing because like the Elliot with two T's situation oh, where like people were yeah. talking about him being racist and transphobic and stuff like that or all the drama was like Utica trying to be overly woke and then somehow still coming off racist and like all of that stuff to me was really fun because I just <laughs> like especially like as a black woman I kind of just like sat back and was like let me watch the white gays fight for a second let me see what what this is gonna be so I I mean it it wasn't as far as like juicy stuff happening it wasn't my favorite season but I think it gave what it needed to give yeah um I enjoyed it you guys I enjoyed it um Let's oh my not- god! I need to hear about the Elliot with two T's thing because I did not know about that. He's oh. from Vegas, and I don't know him, but I commented on one of his videos. He was performing at my friend's bar that's called the Phoenix, and so I was like, "Yes, Phoenix Queen!" And he's like, "I'm from Vegas," and I'm like, "You're performing at the Phoenix Bar, genius!" Mm. And so that got like you know 500 likes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. so. so- I also think it's interesting how the editing goes because like Candy was one of the big people to kind of call Elliot with two T's out. But I guess like, you know, on the show, Elliot looked very like, oh, everyone's, you know, everyone thinks he's weird. Everyone's like ignoring him, kind of being mean to him. But Candy was like, that's not like really what happened. Like Elliot was actually really rude and like had said some racist stuff and some transphobic stuff and like in protection of like, the people of color on the show and protection of Gottmik and like you know like we didn't really mess with it like we he's our sister for the of the season but like we we you know didn't really mess with them so I thought that was interesting because the edit that Elliot got was very like they tried to make you feel bad for him I didn't like Elliot from jump so I was like yeah. I don't care what y'all do I'm not gonna like this man I didn't like but- him I didn't like that big forehead I didn't like his <laughs> laugh like he seems um, he looked I, racist this, to me. Like, I, like I looked at him. And I, was like, I was like, he said the N word, and you can't convince me otherwise. Mm. <laughs> I wish, I wish there was. Yeah, I mean, that's the the hard thing is like. Then I think the arc that was utilized was, and I probably don't have as much information that, that Drew saw on Twitter, but I do think, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think you are forced to be sympathetic because Elliot does talk about a depression issue. And then anyone who's got, you know, good sensibility is, you know, going to be sympathetic of that. But if we're not given that information outside of the edit, that that depression, yeah, she might be depressed <laughs> based on some of the actions that she um, put forth. And I guess that's what makes this season complicated because they did, or everyone, it felt like everyone was in on making season 13 more lovable. So that's, that is complicated. Drew, I love that you make that point. Um, I don't scour through Twitter as much, but I definitely heard the rumblings of Elliot with three something else's, not two T's, but you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's frustrating. Um, With that being said, Elliot did what Elliot did. No one's missing Elliot. Maybe Elliot has a small fan base. Um, What are your, Explain more what you're saying with Utica, though, because I also had a bit of an issue with Utica. I also had an issue. Allow me, you guys. I also had an issue with Olivia's perfection thing um, to a degree. Annoying as fuck. Like, get out of here. Like, Um, that little walk was bullshit. Like, get out. You're a grown man. (laughs) And by the way, it's a character, but like. You look stupid. Sis. By the way, fans of Drew's, fans of Hollywood Leans, fans of randomlyronniejr.com. We will be positive in one moment, but we're just like, you know, we're breaking shit down for a second. Well, everyone knows I'm Bring a Leon and I together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is a hot mess. Hold on, though. And, and I want to say this about Utica. 
she I was suspect from the beginning when she started with the woke shit. I'm like, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. It, it, something is not right here. I'm like, no one puts it on that hard. It should just be something authentic and part of your like yeah. organic thing. Like, you know, like, I don't know, that seems maybe inappropriate. Like, I'll really think about it. You know, I'll ask my friends, I'll ask my colleagues, but she went a little too overboard. So when it actually all came out, I was just like, there it is. Whoop, yeah, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It gave me, I always tell people this, like there, I get red flags from white allies who either try to be a little too much late, like boot up with the culture, like they're overly doing it or people who get offended by things that people of color aren't even getting a thinking to get offended by you know like Mm. those are always red flags for me and Utica from Jump just was very performative and it made me feel like you've done some fucked up stuff and this is you overly trying to like you know be like oh I don't know blah blah because like the stuff that she was when she was talking about appropriating culture I was like I would understand if this wasn't you know if like this wasn't um, a character, but the the fit that Simone was putting her in was an actual character from Baps. Like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a oh we're mocking black hair and blah blah blah. blah. What was mocking black hair is when Bob you the Bob Ross thing. That was that was the one that got me. Yeah, you made squirrels out of an afro. Obviously, Bob Ross isn't black, but he has four C hair, and you decided to make your afro something that's not real. Yeah, so I was like, it's up there with the I don't see I only I don't see purple, pink, and I'm like, those are not colors of people. Those are, exactly. Mm. It was just, it was all very performative, <laughs> and I thought it was silly, and I also thought like in a way you were taking it trying you almost were taking away Simone's creativity because you were complicating her vision mm. for a challenge where like she's going to get graded for how she dresses you, and the vision that she had is really iconic, and you were like you didn't have an actual basis for why you didn't want to do it because it didn't make sense to be like, oh, it was, it's cultural appropriation. It's not, you're doing a character. If you did blackface, okay, cool. But but like, I, I do want to give credit when it's due. And I do, I do think when she actually did the runway, it was like perfect. That's oh, why Lonnie Love was like, yeah. I think you did great. You were like a person. You weren't trying to be something that you've seen on TV or an idea of what you think someone should behave. Like you were just being someone that was feeling themselves yeah, in the but, lice outfit but then it also became bs to me even more when the roast happened and she went way too far in the roast after being told she was going to go too far like so it was just like sis you're very performative and you gave me the heebie-jeebies from jump and i try to trust my gut on things but i was trying to give you a chance and you just kept proving me correct oh, the roast was so bad i just it's like you could not take a hint. I'm like, people are screaming at, but you know what though? She didn't even listen when people were signing off on her BAPS luck. You know, you're asking for your colleagues' opinions and they're telling you, and then you're still not listening. And then the next episode, when you're actually acting like a fool, people are still telling you and you're not listening again. Well, yeah, and Drew, Drew says it like that performative issue. When you stand behind the performative thing, when you stand behind your thing is kooky and being nice, like that's not, we're, we're whole people. We aren't always kooky. We aren't always nice. So it's not a surprise that, that that slips out in a way that it does because you are a human. So start acting like a human. The only redeeming thing for not just her, but for everybody is I do imagine 
tell me what you guys think. I do imagine this season was hard to film. I think it was like a very uh, difficult, you know, pandemic. We've got George Floyd. We've got so much going on. Do you guys give any bits of passes to any of the contestants across the board uh, for it being a slightly more challenging season to record? What do you guys think about that? Well, maybe as artists and like, you know, it's people in the business like, yeah, it sucks you have to quarantine and do all these nasal swaps, but that's about it. As far as like, you know, your actions are like, I don't, no, not at all. I was going to say the people who had a legitimate right to be affected by the world issues would have been the Gottmics, the Simones, the, um, you know, whoever. And they weren't the ones who were showing their asses. It was all of these quote unquote white cisgender allies. So I was like, mm, I'm not going to give you a pass on this. But also I've had, I know queens of the past who have been on past seasons. And I kind of, so I've been told like, you know, how strict it is while filming. And it already was, it's not like they can, it's not like they're really getting to be on their cell phones. It's not like they're getting to go outside of their hotel room. Like they get locked up in their hotel room after. That's filming. the part so, I feel bad about. Yeah. But it, but I'm saying like with COVID that didn't like, it's not like, oh, it's just now that they're getting locked up. Like they, they you're saying, helped. yeah, Bianca Del Rio was also in that same situation yeah. in that regard. Can I ask you guys questions? Who were of the past winners? What see, what winners really spoke to you? Who were the winners that really, when it's all mm -hmm. said and done, we're now at season 13. I've got about three in my head. Obviously they're all great, but three really speak to me. I'm wondering who you guys really look back to as just complete. As far as winners, like actual winners, one. Everybody else didn't win the show, but they're such front runners and they're such- I know, I'm like- uh, Just to me, Bianca is like the only one that I'm like, winner, chicken dinner, all the way, yeah. everything. But, cause the other ones are like the Alyssa's and like, <laughs> well, you know, didn't the Adores yeah. and- Exactly. Well, you know what? Would you like, you want to know? The only winner, the one. She's so she's so great and so interesting. When we were talking about Utica a second ago, I actually thought of Bianca only for this weird reason. Follow me here, is because Utica, you know, performative as we said. And then I'm thinking in my head, in my head, I'm thinking Bianca. Although her shtick is to be, you know, the Rolodex of hate, Bianca probably is out of all of the queens the most delightful one to work with. So it's that it's that weird thing, and it's so weird that you said performative and Utica, and I was like agreeing with you, but then that led me to how you know stop doing that, just be yourself and be a good person, and that will shine through. Don't Olivia us and tell us you're a good person. Don't Olivia us and tell us your congeniality. Yeah. We'll well, let you only know. Only Bianca <laughs> has that talent, though. Only Bianca has that talent because she is, by definition, she came onto the show and told everyone, "This is what I do best. I'm an insult comic." Yeah. And she does it so fucking well yeah. that we don't ever have to even question if it's distasteful because it's always true. We never even have to question if it's in inappropriate because she's never given us a reason to even think about something like that. Yeah. You just have to be organic. That's what I'm talking about. So when um, Utica played up all this like crazy wokeness, we were just like- Yeah, sit down. Yeah, yeah. Leave the yeah, room. It, it felt yeah. like you were distracting us. It's like, it felt like- you were distracting us because there's a fire somewhere behind you. And you're like, no, 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 look right here. Look how old mm. I am. And I Tell was it. on yeah. that I'm trying to, I think Bianca Del Rio to me is one of the only queens who really across the board was everything. Like she gave the looks, she could do comedy. She could, you know, do just like everything. But I also, I did love Evie Oddly. I'm not going to lie. 
I just thought she was so weird. I just felt like she was different. Like she just gave us something different. And I like, I really like that. Also, her dad was hot as shit. Come on. Um, I love that, Evie. That really gave some bonus points. I I do have a soft spot for Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, there we go. Purse first. I say purse oh. first on a regular basis. Right. It I goes hate through the purse your first shit. I no. hate it. Oh, I no. love Bob, I'm, though. I, like, okay, I, I have stated this rivalry. And we don't have to answer this right now. You guys could if you want. I always say that I do think Bob would give every queen a run for their money in an all-winter season. Not to say Bob is the best, but Bob is competitive as shit to this day, where some of the other, like Raja's brilliant. I love Raja, one of my favorite winners. That's actually one of the people I was going to bring up. But like, who's going to want to keep going into this competition? Who's going to want to get their hands dirty? Yeah, Bob, totally to me, is, and you know what? Bob might be I mean, not to make anything bigger, but like bigger than Drag Race, you know, but this is going to be a vehicle. Bob is just such an, an amazing comic, a, an amazing talent regardless. So, well, that's um, why he got up that show on HBO, because he is bigger than Drag Race. He's yeah, great. We're here. But here's the thing about Bob. I'm just going to keep it totally 100 percent. Oh, no. oh, no. This I is a love Bob, Bob love zone. <laughs> and he is such like he's such a talent and stuff. And he that's why he's bigger than Drag Race ended up on HBO. That's why I'm prefacing with all that good love, because that's what I'm saying. Here he comes. <laughs> but when it comes down to the finale, though, if we're going to go back to Drag Race, he shouldn't have won. And I know people that were in the audience when they filmed all three winners, you know, how they film all three. So no one spoils it. When they announced kimchi, the entire stadium was even like hitting the feet on the ground because kimchi should have won that season. I love Bob to death and he's so great. Like I said, I'm not taking anything away because he still would have been like a Trixie that would have been super successful no matter what. But as far as like the winner of Drag Race, he yeah. should have not won Drag Race. Oh, good, 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 strong top three though. That was- Oh a my God, yeah. No, he- Deserve to be in the top three, but the, the winner should have been Kimchi. I do remember when it was down to him and Kimchi feeling like whoever wins, I'll be okay with because mm. I really loved both of them so much and I saw reasons for both. And it was one of those where I was like, I really don't know who's going to win this right now. Because normally I feel I have a good feeling about like, especially how they've done it the last couple seasons with like the spinning of the wheel or like, you know, it's a random. Mashup. Do you guys like that? I don't no, know. Because, because, no. because fucking Sasha, random, right? Because Sasha Galore, in my opinion, shouldn't have won season nine. I'm just gonna say it. Peppermint should have won. Yeah, Peppermint was my winner. I and mean, it's because freaking Sasha's just, great, but yeah. It's because of the spinning, you know. I see I personally thought Shay Kool-Aid should have won. Though. Okay, so the okay, was so great. the random was the great. random wheel does not work because people people do not you know, they win if they shouldn't. It's too random. It's like you're putting my entire dreams uh, based on this little board that's spinning. But I have to say, though, when it comes down to it and you deliver, like Sasha Velour and the Roses, I mean... It was, it was brilliant. And, and they mm. didn't even show what happened on that performance for real. Shay fell on the Roses. Like, she ate it. And they didn't mm. show it on TV because they wanted to be nice. They are like, we're not going to do her like that. But when it actually like came down to like, you know, in the moment, all right, the random wheel, we have to just go with it. it's gonna happen. She I, did perform outperform Shay. I mean, obviously, I also feel like the you know, you're gonna you're gonna compete against whoever no matter what, you know, like because you're you're like so it's like the five my personal final two of this season did compete against each other in the lip sync. Yeah, they went they 
weren't the final performance. Because I, in my opinion, Simone and Gottmik should have been final too. Mm. Yes, I agree. I don't think it should have been Candy. I think it should have been Gottmik and Simone. I like that you guys mentioned that you think um, the will is kind of a hindrance. Maybe we, maybe they can in future look into more like stats. Like stats could come into play, or votes could come into play. Maybe inner of the style, meaning the way that just like he Rue just breaks it down. It's not your time, and it's the final two, and he makes a decision. Because if we're going to go back to the old way, then it should have been Shea Coulee. Then mm. I agree with Drew that Shea should have won. But because of the wheel thing, it's like Sasha just just pulled out this fucking rabbit from the hat that none of us expected. Because so it's Sasha like, was safe mm. a lot of that season and mm-hmm. Shea was at the top. Exactly. That season. Exactly. So, so the reason I don't really like the wheel spinning is because I don't feel like the season is getting reflected on the way like if you didn't win right drew just hit it on the money because like i adore candy muse but candy muse was like in the bottom a lot Mm -hmm. exactly and 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 i and again i adore her i think she has one of the best personalities but like her looks i'm sorry her looks compared to the other three not even close not even (laughs) close well, I think that's what we'll, we'll get to the top four here in a second. But I think that's what makes the show so good is you end up having your own like people that you root for for certain reasons. I'm thinking about just we'll get back to season 13, but I'm thinking about how you guys are ma- mentioning some great points about, um, well, it was the Peppermint. It was uh, it was uh, Shay and Sasha. And um, who's our gal that we love? Um, Plastic Girl. Um, what is her name? Um, anyways, it was those top four we all have our like biases or what we go for. Like Peppermint, I had known from living up on 145th for for a little bit, but then Sasha, yeah. Sasha, when that season hit, it was not only Pride Weekend in New York, but I was also watching the win at a bar in Bushwick, which Sasha lived in Bushwick. And then Mm. that Sunday after Pride, she performed at Lot 45, Lot 45, (sighs) Loft 45. Was it fucking glorious? So, So I always have like, Peppermint is who I knew as an acquaintance back in the day but like so that's who i wanted to win but like also being amongst bushwick brooklyn sasha-ness during pride weekend like i gotta tell you guys like it got it gave it all to me in that regard so that was a strong uh, top four let's get to this top four in a second but i do want to just have more opinions on candy sometimes i feel like i end up defending candy so much just because she was so uh uh, she, she was hated to a degree. Obviously, she did some actions to create that. Um, but I just want to get Leon and, and uh, Drew's take on like everything. And then we could transition into the Tamisha thing because I love Tamisha. Um, but I just want to know what everyone thinks here. It's about journey. It's about journey. And I think Candy showed a great journey, like a great fucking journey, you know? Um, she stopped for ice cream. She stopped to, you know, say hi to the people on the side of the road. It was a great fucking journey. Um, totally could not stand her first five weeks, you know, and now I like her. I understand her more. You have to understand what's behind the facade, what's behind the anger, what's behind the, the, the comedy, the, whatever, whatever you put on for people, people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. And then afterwards, <laughs> they're going to understand why afterwards so once i understood why candy was the way she was i started to like her more and i started to be on her side but it's it was a nice full journey but i totally when it comes to the her and tamisha 
I do not like the way Candy acted. I'm like, you're just a loud, that loud girl on the playground. And everyone knows it's always too much bark and never enough bite. Um, when it came down to biting, Tamisha would have whooped her ass. Like, I would be scared of Tamisha. And the thing, I'm, I'm always going to defend, like, a drag queen like Tamisha. I'm always going to love drag queens like Tamisha because I grew up watching old school drag. I didn't grow up watching these new 20-year-olds thinking drag is amazing, coming in pheromones, looking all beautiful Ooh, with blonde can't hair. Can't stand pheromones. I grew up watching 40-year-old men dress up like women being female impersonators. I grew up watching old school drag. So Tamisha, I'm like... I fucking love Tamisha. She's so good. And she's yeah. a true professional. See, I feel a little differently because I like, I'm kind of torn in the middle on the issue. I do agree in the sense that like, she can't, I, Candy wasn't my favorite. I liked her and I rec and I recognize that type of person because like I grew up in a similar setting as Candy and you know, everyone knows that, that girl. So I, I was like, okay, but I did really appreciate her journey and I felt like she grew my issue with the Tamisha thing was, um, and it's my, it's my same issue with like the boomers versus millennials thing is I feel like there's something to be learned from both aspects and neither one of you can come into it as if you know everything. Tamisha, your way of life is not how it is now. It, it's respectful, like, cool. I, you know, thank, thank you for you and drag queens like you who have, who have helped get us to this point And we're appreciative of that. But you're on the same playing field. Like we're both here on season 13 at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a so big point, big point right here. Yeah, keep going. I love not, yeah. You're not higher than me because you've been in the game longer than me. And I I feel like sometimes with old heads, like there's this, you're gonna show me respect, you're gonna give me respect whether you like it or not. And like, and maybe this is just the bitch in me or the Aquarius, I don't know, but like I'm not doing shit unless you give me a reason to. Like, so I like, cause I like, I don't know you sis, like you're here, you're, as far as I'm concerned, you're on the same playing field as I am. Yep. And so you're not going to come in here and I'm not going to kiss the ring just because like, what, you're old? Respect yeah, no, I, which is what, which is why we have, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead, Leon. No, I was going to say like, of course that it, it makes perfect sense. And that is the retaliatory kind of attitude that the young people have. They're like, Bitch, please, we're on a show together. I ain't kissing your ass. I don't care how long you've been doing it. I don't care that your best friend came down through the roof, did the splits. I I totally see Drew's point. And I, and I agree. And I, and I agree with like because I also grew up. You know, my mom was like the bar manager of a lot of these gay drag clubs and stuff growing up. So I was in the culture from like birth essentially. So I grew up with people like Tamisha. But and so I respect the work that they came into because it wasn't all glam and glitz I mean it's still not but it definitely wasn't like back when she was first starting out you know the homophobia is bad now imagine it 20 30 years ago that um, and you just didn't plop in a career you didn't say like oh my my Broadway career didn't work let me throw on a wig and be cute right. and have skin that's taut and all of a sudden I'm gonna get you know a bag like that's kind of where it's at now again yeah. like you mentioned it's nothing wrong with that but that is a difference for sure I think it was like both people came in with like a my 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 ish doesn't stink and i think it was that both people were equally wrong i just think candy was painted more so as the villain because we're supposed to respect our elders and i didn't necessarily think that was fair because i do think tanisha was on some bs too but like 
She was. She told her that there was no camera. She would have hit her. I'm like, okay, girl, that that we're fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't take lightly to that. I was gonna say there was some stuff teachers said (laughs) that, like, I was like, baby, I'm from Airport Park. I would whoop that ass. I don't care how old. I will go for the knee. I don't care. But Candy's also that kind of person that you want to just if she comes for you, you want to just trigger the. You know what I mean? You know, bring up all (laughs) bring up all the things, and she was. When you tell someone like Candy, who's kind of young and very confident, borderline narcissistic, if not narcissistic, that you don't like them, that is going to get under their skin because they are used to like by everybody. Mm-hmm. And when you don't like some, when you're not liked as a narcissist, oh, it drives you fucking crazy. I think it had to be just good television and not because of the drama, but because of the situations at hand. I actually very much hold the card of being old bastard. You know what I'm saying? I'm 40 years old. You know, you know, this this body is is what it is. And I do sometimes I'm being honest to you guys have some issues with the younger people, maybe even doing what I'm doing. And obviously, I know they could run circles around me because the environment is uh, as it's 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 art that way. But that's at this. So this is why that argument was so interesting to me a 40 year old is because I was like well I could see the Tamisha side like I didn't cut my teeth I do have stories to tell I actually have experience but now I am in a space where I have to be packaged with all these brand new people the only thing where Tamisha got me um because because typically I'm always for the older typically I'm never for the younger (laughs) it's just it's just kind of who I am but I didn't like Tamisha being passive aggressive. I didn't like it saying some of you's got to do this, that. It's like, listen, you better say the name. You can't get away with too many. Some of you, who are you talking to? Cause I'm sitting right here. Let's get to it. And it's funny because again, because I don't typically run for the young Queens as being like the, the, the hot thing. I'm usually like, eh, let's let you like learn who you are a little bit longer. I don't knock what you do, but let's let you learn. I, I was surprised that I did feel such a connection with candy. Maybe I see a part of myself that is candy related. I think that's kind of why we watch the show. There's parts of us that are very similar, but, you know, when you compare Candy to like, um, I think last season or one of the seasons you had a Silky Ganache, I didn't like Silky because she was loud and therefore Silky was loud. And then I liked Silky. I thought Silky was not that talented. I mean, not terrible, but not that talented. Whereas with Candy, I feel like sometimes her drag got overshadowed because everyone wanted to paint this picture that she's only loud and she's only making great VH1 TV. And that's the only reason she walks in the door when there is a truth to the fact that she walks in a door, she walks into pieces in New York City and she rocks it like we can't get away from the fact that Candy does have talent. And I just that's, I think, where I end up defending her that and I would like to go to bed with her. So that's a whole different topic for another day uh, for my you Patreon go to bed account. With candy Baby. Oh, you bust it. Come on. I mean, yeah, all of it. And I don't go, <laughs> wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> Good for you, honey. Good I mean, we you. all have our things. Uh, Leanne. <laughs> oh, we do. We do. We do. Um, yeah. But you know what, though, to touch on what you were saying, I feel like um, I'm, I'm, I'm I feel kind of the same way that you do. But you know what? It really surprised me the way. I gravitated towards the young people this season. I fucking love Gottmik. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, well that's, that, that's the point. If, if they're young, like, so I don't like young typically, but when Violet hit that stage in season seven and, and she had a little attitude too, I was like, you ain't going to touch Violet because Violet was like, so again, I look at, I look, my eyes are like the young, but if you can step through that door, you know, the references, you appreciate the culture, then I, then I'm going to give it to you. And you're right. Gottmik was amazing. Um, one more tease before we get to top four. Um, my last question to you too is Olivia, 
arcing as congeniality, Lala Ree gets congeniality. What are your thoughts? I did not want Olivia to get Miss Congeniality. Same. Uh, I I just didn't feel that was her. I felt like, um, not that her niceness is a facade, but it kind of had the same thing as like a Utica where it's like, there's something underlying there and you're trying really hard to create this image for us. And it's just not, the paint's not drying on this baby. <laughs> like it's just not selling. Um, but a lot like, but then I was, when they said Lala Reed, I was like, Okay, but then I was looking at the cast and I was like, yeah, no, I wouldn't give any of these people Miss Congeniality. So I know. I would give Miss Congeniality to would have been someone in the top four. Mm, I have my pick. Respectfully disagree, but go ahead, Leon. <laughs> so I totally agree with Drew saying there wasn't really a standout Miss Congeniality, like a natural one. Like we know Olivia was going for that from the beginning. Like, girl, you're not here to win Drag Race. You're here to win Miss Congeniality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so if we're going to pick amongst the other people that weren't, you know, miscongeniality-ish, but we have to pick someone, I guess the next person would have been Lala Ree because she was nice. She really didn't say anything shady. She was really funny in her confessionals. But if I'm going to pick someone that, like, fan favorite, you know, go back to, like, Aja being shady towards <laughs> Valentina. Fan favorite, you're a fan favorite. You are not miscongeniality. I'm going to go with fan favorite. I think I'm going to do Denali. because I, I love, love Denali. Denali. I didn't even think about that. I, I, I take it back. I agree with that. Love I love fucking Denali. I'm I'm I on the Instagrams. I was over there, you know, typing in that my picks were were actually Lala and Denali, and more so Lala. But if Denali would be like prepped for like all stars, like that's that's what that's feeling like. And uh, to the point with Olivia, yeah, it's this thing. I mean, you have to have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, and it doesn't seem like. Olivia did that it seemed what Olivia was doing was this thing and it's kind of in reference to what we were talking about with the older queens that like when they used to do it as, as Leon said <laughs> I'm a man 40 year old man you know doing drag and they cared about the craft of drag whereas what Olivia was doing was more like I can play nice get on tv get a huge following get my brands endorsed etc cetera, etc cetera. so there was a lack of connection with Olivia not saying she's not great but there was a huge lack of connection drew i actually thought lala the whole time so that's just yeah i i i thought lala so early but then typically what i like doesn't really happen <laughs> on this show that's why i said she would be the next choice like she was yeah. nice if you think yeah. about it she was like the next best miscongeniality and i so guess it also matters what you look for you know what i mean like what is your mm -hmm. thing like for me it's somebody who just brings joy to the show um it, you know does have a good sisterhood with the other queens stuff like that and lala was the first pick but then all of a sudden denali came flooding through my through my spirit and i was like yo denali we kind of missed it because olivia was painted as congeniality but i'm like denali was it like denali was fun you know and like when she was upset she still wasn't trying to be shady like she tried to communicate like things that hurt her like i don't know i really like denali so i i do take back what i say i agree with leon <laughs> on that but lala and i love lala maybe i have maybe lala wasn't telling it for me because she reminds me so much of howard the third <laughs> stop it our friend howard <laughs> i am fucking dead happy <laughs> birthday howard so, i love you so I have vendetta for la la reed but I, i'm fucking I'm, dead but i'm just now <laughs> coming to terrible because of howard. <laughs> hey howard oh my goodness i am fucking I deceased so you felt like they had a similarity 
Oh, yeah. and you could not see it. You could not see it. Howard's tethered. Yeah. If Howard were going to do drag, he's La La Ray uh, for sure. Yeah. If that happens, though, in uh, Monet's season, I have a friend, my friend Star, who to me has a personality that's so Monet exchanged. And now it doesn't really make sense because Monet exchange has now been on the season and now has won and now is doing great things with sibling rivalry. But when I first saw Monet, it reminded me of my friend Star, like in the cadence, in the the the, the tone, you know, the way she'll stop down and say this. It And so you'll you'll start to see your own uh, circle on the show sometimes. Um, you guys ready Ronnie? to talk about? Yes. Before we get into the top four, can I ask both of you a question real quick? Go for it. Do you think we should have had that stupid fucking tie? Do you think they both should have won it or should have went to Trinity or should have went to just Monet? My opinion, I love Monet Exchange so much, but when it came down to like that season, Trinity killed it for me. And I'm not even a Trinity like stand like that. I'm not even like a, oh my God, but just like, I just recently watched it back and I'm, I'm like, it was just so, it was good. Like they both gave it a run, but you know, there's only one winner. Mm. I think that's the problem with the show. The show ends up being like who you have to make win because Monet's like coming up with Bob. And so, yeah, there's that thing. I think, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, but there are some Queens that like, do better online and are busier. So it kind of felt like, I mean, was Blair St. Clair really an all-star? I mean, when Bob ripped Blair St. Clair on the after show, there was, <laughs> there was just cause, you know, like. Did Blair come back? Is he an all-star? Was an all-star, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty and all these, like, I mean, that is that is a skill set for sure. But I remember him coming back a well, second. Well, oh, he did come yes, back. I did. Forgettable, forgettable, forgettable. I mean, I guess his big moment, I just still remember his big moment that he did on his last episode. He's like, I'm going home. I'm just going to, like, bring this trauma out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, no. Um, So to the tie, Um, I didn't want to tie. I, I do think I wanted Monet to win. Um, if I watched it back, I might agree with you. I'll leave it at that. You might be right. It's always different when you watch it of the time. I didn't think Alaska really, Alaska was prim, uh, uh, set up to sort of win, but I thought some, I kind of thought Alaska Detox was a baddie. Like I thought no, Detox kind of. Alaska. God. I Alaska whore. I love her. Good, no, Alaska. good. Okay, well, <laughs> moving on. But, but, but I do think just to, I think that, um, Maybe if you just focus on all stars, I can understand the Trinity thing. I just think that Monet Exchange came off so hot from her season. It was so hard not to be obsessed with Monet Exchange that you want, like, she had to win. Yeah. I do love but, Monet. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I love no, you're so just being much. critical. That's no, that's but, totally. One tea, though, about uh, two of the people in the final four. Um, Gottmik and Rose, when I first started out working as a casting, back then I was like a casting assistant. I, my first show was about drag queens, was about up and coming baby drag queens. Mm. And we had, but it was like, it was about sisterhood. And so we had interviewed back in the day, Gottmik and two of her other drag friends. And then, um, it was prior to... Gottmik becoming who he is now today oh wow um, so yeah it was so it was, it was prior to all of that so it was really exciting to see him on this show as who he truly is and everything but then also Rosé and Jan and I forget the third one's name but they were also someone that we had interviewed and we're going to work with as well mm. 
And out of curiosity, when Jan came on the on the show last season, I was like, do I still have their numbers in my phone? And I do. I still have Jan and Rose in my phone. I don't text them or anything, obviously. I don't know. <laughs> but I was just like, how? What a weird world. And then I saw Gottmik on uh, Bumble a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Hilarious. Gottmik had a great season. I mean, like it right, was. You're wondering. Huh? I said he swiped right in case you were wondering. Of course. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> this is Drew, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, Gottmik had a great season. Fun to watch. Um, I just, I can't, nothing, nothing but good comments about um, his drag. And, you know, you wanted to learn more. Uh, and I think it, the show was done well. You know, coming off the heels of the show having some questionable stuff. Like it was probably a hard thing to do. And so I feel that hopefully that it was done with tender love and care. I hope that we, we got really some good stuff. And I, you know, I love the, I mean, the fashion of it all was really, really uh, hot. And um, yeah, I loved Got Mick. The charm that we started to see the last four or five episodes was really cute. I don't, I'll have to go back and watch. I don't know if we saw all the warmth, but like towards the end, we saw this warmth, this confidence being built. So it was really nice. I love Gottmik. I think uh, his journey is great. Uh, he was the one that I wanted to win, especially after the snatch game. I'm like, he made me laugh. To me, I'm very, I'm so easy, you guys. I know I sound really critical. I'm <laughs> very much like RuPaul, though. You make me laugh, I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I love Housewives. That's why I excuse a lot of the behavior. I grew up uh, podcasting about the Real Housewives from the beginning. And as you know, like in the beginning, they were like absolutely batshit crazy. Now it's a little bit more produced batshit crazy. Mm. But the point is, I always excused it because it made me laugh. Like if you make me laugh, you are golden. So after the Snatch game, I was like, that was really fucking funny. Um, but it was uh, one of those situations where if it was got Mick and Simone like I just did not care who won as long as yeah. either one of those Simone is just someone that blew me away not just with her looks but the message behind like I know what it's like to be that really 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 effeminate boy in school um, and then for the no one to see like your stardom until after you leave all of that kind of institute behind as far as schooling so you just I had a terrible time in elementary school so when Aww. he talked about that i was just like i know exactly what who he is i was that kid i love him his fashion is fucking great and he's just like a smooth you know queen from la i love 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 simone yeah all four to me felt like you had just mentioned you wouldn't mind Gottmik or simone to win i felt like all four i was in on you know they all brought something not rosé for me not rosé was it no, the perfectionist like, issue? Was that, was that, was that, did that throw you off? Yeah, very, I, I, I related to, I actually liked very, that. Um, what's the one from Australia? Oh, Courtney Act. Very Courtney Act. Mm. Like perfect, beautiful, but robotic, like no vulnerability. Hmm. Like when she talked about like bottoming for her boyfriend, that was like the most real thing she said to me. <laughs> like Rose. And, and then when I, I'm also like a queen that travels to New York, I'm very well versed with Broadway. Like yeah, I yeah. did five regional Broadway shows in Nevada. And I, I could tell you that she is not all that great for like if we're gonna throw her in the new york crowd like i'm good for a las vegas broadway crowd but if i was gonna be thrown in that new york crowd like that's why i'm not there that's why i'm in la yeah she still isn't that good to me mm, okay yeah she, she just seemed too in her head for me like it i didn't feel like i knew her really 
she was really good. Like, you know, she exactly. did, she had great looks. She performed well in challenges and stuff, but it was just like, what's her story? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's important. That's fair. For a drag winner is like for us to feel like you're one of us. And like, um, she doesn't feel like she's like, she didn't feel like a Princess Diana. That's yeah, fair. she was just like, I love my parents. I'm great. Yeah. I'm a Broadway kid. And, you know, Candy, I'm like, I, Candy I knew was going to make it strictly because they always have to have that one very outspoken person that you love to hate. Like that person's always in the top four. So if you cannot, like it, it always happens. Yeah. I knew yeah. Candy was going, and Candy had too much camera time this season for her to not. <laughs> be what do you guys think about Candy, Aja? Like, you know, they're, they're, um, wouldn't be a feud but their differences of opinions i fight for candy quite a bit but the one thing i will critique candy on uh, <laughs> would be that candy you do have to realize and understand that aja did give you that platform so to be as confident as you are there is an aspect of like i actually haven't seen many of the other queens bring their i mean everyone has their 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 little family to a degree but but aja did do a lot for candy you know i was watching the hey queen with johnny mcgovern and of course candy's right there you know those things just don't happen to everybody so that should at least be noted i don't think are they candy on good terms I thought it was just like on a generic, like, oh, feelings were hurt. Da, 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 da. That was Aja had went to Instagram at the top of the season. I don't know where that is now, but yeah. yeah well, I, do, I, I do think it kind of plays into Candy's lack of like, not respecting your elders or whatever, but I do think like there is a sense with younger people um where it's like we we did everything on our own blah, blah blah which like to an extent yes like you fought for yourself you got you know whatever but you can't deny that certain people did x y and z so that you're right. able to do abc and candy to me reads as someone who doesn't um doesn't bring that in doesn't consider that i think that candy could learn and again candy fan here Candy could learn when Candy's not. What ends up happening is Candy says something, it gets received so negatively. So then the defense comes up and there's never actually downtime to be like, okay, like I have to be bold because I always have to fight for myself, which we we saw in the show, the reasons for some of that. But like, we need a down moment for Candy. I think I'd love to see Candy down the road in an All-Stars, not even soon. I feel like maybe in two years, like then come back to an All-Stars um, because you, you just, you can't always be defending because um, I think you need that down moment to be like, okay, what did I play in this role with Aja? What did I play in this role with Tamisha? What did, where, where did I what can I stand behind and what can I not stand behind you know yeah I had to ask if they were on good terms but I wasn't surprised with the answer because the way that Candy comes off she's such a a big personality like to me I I did kind of just see Candy in the background during Aja's like Instagram account following high times during her season when everybody was following her mm. myself included um I did would see Candy in the background and stuff but it, nothing stuck out like Aja Aja was such a star but now that Candy's there I realized like how infectious and big Candy is I just I knew immediately and mm. I got that vibe exactly what Drew talked about it's like thanks for opening the door but you really didn't do anything like I'm here in the party and I'm hosting the party <laughs> all you did was open the door and it's like bitch that door is like the most important part yeah um, talk so about it she yes. totally gives off that vibe um but you know yeah it Can is what it is candy doesn't have to kiss the ring and candy could own the fact that well so was dahlia dahlia was also you know 
in, in Aja's circle and Adalia didn't do anything. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and Candy, I'm Candy. I did, but there has to be a little bit of a a, a realness to uh, the help. Um, okay, let's talk about our darling, darling Simone, our winner. Um, I know from chatting with Drew prior to the finale that Drew wanted Simone to win. So take it away with just what it was about day one or was it a worked up thing? Like wh- where did you like Simone from the day one or for, did, did it did, did yeah. it grow? Simone was my pick from day one. Um, to me, it's just, I haven't seen, you don't see a lot of queens. She gave me what Bianca Del Rio gave me, which is like when she came into the workroom, you immediately were like, oh, this is a fully realized queen. Like this is someone who knows what they want to present to the world, how they want to do it. And every single look was just so thought out. So like the message and everything, there were so many, to me, like I love when someone has an act, like a, a bit of an activist twist to their fashion, but it's still fashion. Cause some people like, cause Candy Muse tried to do that in the finale with the BLM thing and it just didn't hit. Whereas like Simone, like the Lakers fit mm-hmm. with the high top that comes up. And yeah. then the and Grace then the Jones Tim, vibe kind of, yeah. And then the Tim's fit. And it, like it was just so, there were so many little odes to, um, to, black culture and not only black culture but black women because I feel like sometimes I have beef with drag queens because there's this disrespect towards women like occasionally there's occasionally like a you know a separation between the two where Simone was like I wouldn't be the drag queen I was if it wasn't for the women in my life and this is me paying homage to them and I just loved how she brought that all in together so and she was funny and she was consistent and um yeah no i knew she was she's a winner baby <laughs> leon were you early to the party with uh, simone yeah like i connected with her like i said earlier like her story and her fashion um as far as like the finale um vh1 you suck your app sucks <gasps> you still haven't put oh it my. up which is like really crazy like can you imagine just people all over the world just have to eventually give into the spoilers which we hate like as i love tv so I take it very seriously. So don't, when I don't get to see it, it really, really sucks. But I did catch some clips online and um, like Gottmik doing Britney, it's just not going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so Simone turned it out uh, for me. So I, true winner, true winner. Yeah, she's great. Um, I think I saw success in her at the beginning. I think in the middle, I might've like disconnected a bit. That might've just been from enjoying other queens. But the last like four episodes, she really turned it up and she is winner worthy. And I think she's a good humble winner. You know, sometimes we don't have humble winners and that's kind of a new nice thing. Um, So yeah, I think she's the perfect person. Um, Yeah, the Britney stuff was great because everyone got to dance to Britney. And I, I, you guys, I really enjoyed a somewhat softer season, season 13. Obviously we talked about some of the stuff, the the fuckery, (laughs) but I liked it. And um, yeah, luck be a lady tonight. Season 13 was it for me. Any last thoughts on any of the queens? anything from the finale I like that they did Bette Midler uh, an homage to Bette Midler singing Friends I thought that was important I love when when the cultural aspect of uh, LGBTQIA um, stuff is represented I like that um, I think last thought for me is um, I'm so excited to see what Gottmik does next I think he came in with just like you know I just thought he was going to be a makeup and fashion queen and to see the con- like his comedy and just to see him grow 
as a drag queen was really, really fun. So I kind of hope we see him in a couple of years, maybe on All Stars, because I just think like once he really fully like is a fully realized drag queen, like he's going to be unstoppable. He was way more than Gorge, but Gorge was enough. But way more. Yeah, Gorge. <laughs> <laughs> Leon, last thoughts? Uh, my last thought is I just look forward to more uh, exposure to drag, more world global drag, because I loved like season two of UK's Drag Race. It was so brilliant. Um, uh, Bimini Bambulo was like, oh, it was just so good. So you know what? Um, I've evolved as well as a viewer and as a person. So, you know, like I said, I love that old school drag, the four-year-old men doing, you know, Spanish trauma songs. Um, you know, I also now love so many kinds of drag because of the exposure to it. Represent representation matters as always. So uh, I'm really happy to see global drag all over the world, Australia and whoever else pops up um, on my TV. So I'm just excited yeah. to, it's to see all sorts of things, you know? It's influential. As Leon said, he had a trouble with your, your youth, the femininity and how that played. And then you're right. Simone will say something and it'll like get you right in your heart. Like everything is related to everything. And I think it was a good season. Thank you to Queens <laughs> for hanging out. Drew, uh, what is the social media accounts? Uh, you guys can follow me on everything at OKDrewJ okay and uh, make sure to check out the YouTube channel Blurreds in the Hood on Tuesday because there's going to be a big announcement. Ooh. You might be involved in it. So. All right now. All right. And if you want to hear Drew and me talk about the OC and One Tree Hill, we did that on a former pop culture POV. We got more to do later, but that's just that. <laughs> Leanne, tell us about Everyone is Terrible. Yes, everyone can check out the podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever you hear your podcast. It's called Everyone is Terrible, pop culture podcast, reality TV, top 10 on Netflix, whoever's trending, celebrity gossip, all the good stuff. Follow me at Hollywood Leon and at Everyone is Terrible pod. Going back to my roots, um, everyone knows I got two things going for me, the podcasting thing and then the other thing. So if you want to know what that is, come <laughs> check it out. I'm going to be doing something this year that's going to be Yay. amazing. So, uh, so proud sure of both to, of you. You guys inspired me. Uh, yes. Congrats to Simone for winning the season, season 13. What a good season. All right. Thank you, guys. We're out of here. Yay. <laughs>